Welcome to the MI Hunting Podcast. On this episode, we're going to discuss selecting the correct arrow that works best for you and your bow. Alright, hello everyone. This is the MI Hunting Podcast. And yeah, this episode, just going to dive into a little bit about selecting an arrow and kind of what's things I take in consideration when doing a new arrow build or wanting to work on my arrow setup. I do want to mention a couple of things. It is turkey season right now, so congratulations to those that have already found success. For the rest of you, you still got some time left before the first season is wrapped up and then the second season will be starting up shortly and of course we'll have the third and final season after the first of may through the end of may there so again i don't know if i'm gonna do much trick hunting now my oldest daughter did say that she wants to give it a try this year uh, but we'll see as the time comes if she's willing to put in the work to go after them so first we gotta do some scouting make sure that she and then ultimately seeing on the day that we decide to go hunting if she's willing to get up in the morning to beat those birds off the roost and then starting this weekend we've got some of the fishing seasons opened up i've kind of discussed this once before already so the trout opener is this weekend again i mentioned it to my kids that those fishing seasons were opening up and they were quite excited uh, of the prospect of going out out on the lake again and doing some more fishing so I got a feeling we're going to do more of that than going after the turkeys, and I'm okay with that really because turkeys are fun. You know, I always hope to get one every year, but it's certainly not high on my priority list um, as it is for in comparison to fishing as well as prepping for whitetail season. All right, so let's go ahead and go in or get into the topic at hand here, and that's selecting a hunting arrow. Now, I'm going to go ahead and start out with some stuff that, you know, many of you may already know, but I want to make sure I cover this for those who don't. So when you're looking at the different types of arrows, there's really three main different types. You've got a carbon arrow, which is the most common. You've got an old school aluminum arrow. All it is is this aluminum shaft. A lot of the old compound arrows were that style. For a very long time and then you have some type of hybrid where it's aluminum or carbon uh, combined similar to like the eastern full metal jackets now the wood arrows those are typically shot by individuals who shoot either recurve or longbows unfortunately for if you're one of those people then i don't have a ton of information for you because i myself do not shoot a longbow or recurve now some of the stuff I'll talk about later in regards to the arrow weight and the front of center, then that'll be a little bit more up the alley for anyone that uses those wood arrows because um, a lot of those principles still apply. So yeah, the aluminum arrows are going to be a little bit more old school in regards to that's what a lot of the old compound bows used to shoot. So with them being aluminum, they're going to be a heavier arrow straight aluminum they are quite strong and usually with that 
um, machining with the aluminum arrows, then you generally didn't run into any issues with any consistency on how straight those arrows are. Now that is up until if you damage it anyway or bent the arrow in any way, then at that point that arrow is basically useless because uh, you're not going to get that bend or that kink or that damage out of that aluminum arrow. So that's the one downfall with it. And then of course you have the most common arrow these days and that's a carbon arrow. You, that's where you'll find most of the manufacturers give you the most amount of options in regards to different styles, sizes. Basically, that's where the market is right now. So that's where you're going to find most of the, the most of the options in regards to a type of arrow for you. Now, the one downfall with the carbon as well is that if it, if that carbon becomes damaged in any way, so if you get a nick or starts to splinter in any way, then Again, you really want to stop using that arrow as that becomes a dangerous situation because it has a massive weak point in that arrow now and can cause some serious damage if potentially you try shooting shooting it and it breaks uh, before it leaves the bow. You know, there's pictures out there of arrows breaking and, you know, impaling an individual's arm. So something that you definitely do not want to take the chances with. Now, the one plus side with the carbon arrows is that because of that carbon and its integrity when it, as long as it's not damaged, is very strong as well. And you can actually bend the arrow, it can actually bounce off stuff, and it will retain its shapes. So it'll help hold its straightness, even if it does get beat up in that regard of being bent. And then you have, again, that combo, the aluminum carbon. So typically what you'll see with that is a carbon insert or inner portion of the arrow and then an aluminum uh, shell over the rest of that carbon. So again, you're looking at a heavier arrow because of that added aluminum on top and it reinforces that carbon. So again, the one downfall with that aluminum outsert portion, if it does become bent, then you're not going to have that straight arrow anymore and it's going to give you issues. The other the other downfall with it is that it can get to be a very, very heavy arrow very quickly. So depending on what you're looking for in regards to speed or weight, then that's going to really increase the amount of arrow weight very quickly because they're generally heavier arrows to begin with. All right, so before we get diving into too much of the details, I do want to cover some of the terminology or some of the things that that get thrown out there, I want to make sure we're clear on what we're talking about. So the very first one, you'll hear people talk about the spine or the spine of the arrow or to make sure you have proper spine. What that spine is, is the essentially the, the strength of the arrow to, to retain its straightness. So what that spine is, is the ability of the arrow to maintain its straightness, essentially when put under pressure especially so as you're shooting the shooting the bow especially under a compound bow there's a tremendous amount of energy and as that arrow or as that bowstring pushes that arrow because of the added weight of the tip of the arrow that arrow will actually bend a little bit um, before it starts to take off and if you have that that spine too weak for for your setup then you run the risk of that arrow potentially breaking upon executing the shot 
or you're going to see some really bad arrow flight because it's spending too much time trying to recover from too big of a bend. So typically, the thing about it, if you're if you have an underspined arrow or a arrow that's too weak for your setup, then that's potentially dangerous. Now, if you have an overspined or an arrow that's too stiff, then you may run into some flight issues because you do want that arrow to have this a little bit of flex in it when you are shooting it. So with all that being said, always follow the manufacturer's recommendation to the correct spine for the amount of bow poundage and point weight, or essentially the amount of weight on the tip of the arrow. And make sure that you size that up correctly when selecting the arrow of your choice. And then the next one I'm going to talk about is how they, how they look at arrow weight. And that's measured in grains. Now grains is a just another form of measurement of weight. And generally it's a very small weight. But then we end up talking in greater um, numbers. So if someone says they have a 400 grain arrow, what does that exactly mean? So that's just the measurement of the arrow now. For a grain, to equal an ounce, it's 437 grains. So, like I said, even though you're talking about a lot of grains, it's still relatively lightweight. So when you talk about arrow weight or the weight of the components, it's always going to be calculated in grains. So let's go ahead and dive into... So you've kind of... You've decided to pick whether you're going to go with a wood, aluminum, or carbon, or combination one of the other major options that you'll run into is the different sizes of the arrow now when, when we're talking about sizes that's going to be the diameter of the arrow or how big around that arrow is now there's really three different sizes that i'm going to really cover uh, it, at least for the hunting realm now if you go into tournament realm then there's a lot other options where they typically will shoot a very large diameter arrow to be able to get the performance they need in a competition type scenario. But I'm going to focus on more of the hunting applications. So for the arrow sizes, you really have three of them. So you've got a standard, which is pretty, pretty common. It's basically your average size arrow. It's going to be most common. So again, you'll see most of the manufacturers have a relatively similar arrow size that would be considered a standard. Now there will be some variation slightly between different arrow varieties and manufacturers. There'll be a little bit of variance there on the total size. And then you have a small diameter, which again is gonna be just a slightly smaller diameter arrow. And then you have the micro diameter, which are gonna be the smallest diameter arrows that you can get. Now each of these sizes has their you know, advantages and setbacks. So let's go ahead and dive into the standard first. The one nice thing about that standard option is that it's gonna give you the most options in regards to the type of arrow that you want, the manufacturer you wanna go with, the components you wanna go, go with it. So most of the components that you'll find, well, or the very various options of components available will generally fit that standard arrow without any modification or any additional specialty 
parts to it. Now the one downfall with them, because they're a larger diameter, the one thing that most people talk about with the diameter of the arrows is the wind drift or the effects that wind can have on it. So if there's a cross breeze, how much that wind is able to push the arrow from side to side. And then also in regards to the amount of penetration into whether your target or your game animal. So with that standard diameter, it's going to be most affected by wind. And in, and if you were have a direct comparison, then it would have a lower penetration potential due to the added diameter, the added surface area, creating more drag. So then you have the next size down is that small diameter. So these again are going to be slightly smaller in diameter arrows. The idea with them is that they are going to give you less surface area, less a bit less of potential for wind drift or a crosswind to blow your arrow off target. And then again, being that smaller diameter, increased potential for better penetration due to that smaller diameter and smaller surface area, creating friction and drag. And then lastly, you have the micro diameter. Now these are the smallest profile arrows with the less amount of wind drift effects and the best penetration. Now the one downfall with these micros is that quite often you do have to get specialty parts as well as depending on the type of point that you want on it or especially if you're trying to select a broadhead, sometimes those broadheads aren't going to fit those smaller diameter, or those micro diameter arrows all that well you may have to buy a specialty point to fit that arrow. Now let's dive into the components. Of course, looking at any arrow, you see that they all have some type of veins on the back end of it. So it's either considered veins or fletchings. Now there's really two different styles. You have a feather, a feather vein or feather fletchings. Again, that's going to be, you'll see that quite often on the longbow or recurve side on those wood arrows and then the more common you'll have the plastic veins or fletchings now there's lots of different variations of those components and how you can set them up sizes shapes everything like that and depending on what you're looking for you can fine-tune on exactly the size or shape that works best for you and your arrow to be shot out of your bow ultimately those fletchings and those feather veins, it acts like a rudder. It helps helps control the arrow in flight by creating drag. It helps stabilize that arrow. Real simply too, you can look at a larger vein or a larger profile vein will give you more drag, potentially more control. Now the downfall with that added drag and that added control is it is going to slow down your arrow some, and then depending on your setup too, it can increase the amount of noise coming from the arrow. Or we'll talk about that more as we get into more fine tuning of what to think about when setting up that arrow. And then of course you have your knocks, which is basically the end of the arrow where that will clip onto your bowstring. Now, depending on what you go with, you can go with a standard knock, you can get different sizes that will have different weights to them if you're worried about that. And then they have very commonly a lighted knock, which a lot of hunters, uh, as long as it's legal in their state, use. And that 
helps out a lot of times in watching your arrow flight as well as you can watch the impact on the animal and if the arrow stays in the animal you can follow that that lighted knock and see where the animal is going of course until that arrow either falls out or you lost sight of the animal and then you have your insert so that's the little part that goes inside the tip end of the arrow and that will glue it and that will allow you to be able to thread or screw in your point for practice shooting or your broadhead for your hunting situation and again you'll have different options available where you typically have a standard or a factory insert that's usually made out of aluminum but you can also buy heavier more heavy duty either you know steel or even titanium uh, inserts and then of course you had your field tips so those are those simple little bullet looking points that's for your practice and then you have your broadheads again for the hunting situation now they have lots of different field tips or broadhead weights so again it's going to be measured in grains now now depending on the size and shape of that broadhead will affect how heavy it is but then the main thing that people would focus on that their broadhead weight or their field point weight is when they're trying to affect their FOC or front of center. Now, if you don't know front of center, essentially how far forward of the arrow from the center point is the balancing point. So typically if you had a perfectly balanced arrow with the same amount of weight in the front and on the back, and you could balance the arrow right in the center, then you would probably have pretty poor arrow flight because there's not one side of the arrow that's really the driving force. So typically you want a front of center that's more up front. Now there's a big debate right these days about how much front of center is needed. Now for my personal setup, I found anything really between anything between like 10 to well, right now on my newest setup, it goes all the way up to 18. So that's 10 to 18% ahead of center. And again, going to go into it more in depth when talking about determining how much front and center works best for you and your, and your bow and your arrow setup. So let's go ahead and get into some things to consider when looking at all the options available and deciding and deciding what type of arrow and what type of components to put on your arrow. So one of the first things I really think about when it comes to picking an arrow. So I really look at what I'm really looking for. So am I looking for something that's going to have some more speed or have, be a heavier arrow for better? Well, actually, let me back up some. So there's, there's lots of different opinions as to what you need out of an arrow. There's the the idea that you need a light arrow for better speed. Now that speed is going to give you a couple of different things. One is going to give you a more flat trajectory of your arrow. So in regards to how how much of an arc that arrow will have in flight. A faster arrow will be a flatter shooter. So if you're shooting an arrow and you're shooting it at 20 yards. And if you back up to maybe 25 or 30 yards, then that arrow is still going to end up being relatively close to the same point of impact as that 20 yard because 
is moving fast enough where gravity's not affecting it nearly as much and pulling the arrow down, moving it off target. Now, the one discussion that comes up with those speed arrows is that is that it doesn't carry enough momentum or enough mass to penetrate, especially if it starts hitting a harder material like bone in something like a whitetail. So then you have the other side where you have individuals that are looking for a heavy arrow. Now, again, depending on what your what your bow setup is and how much pound it, what pound bow you're pulling back can affect a little bit of how much weight you really want to. So in regards to a heavy arrow, you really don't start talking about a really heavy arrow until you get into that 500 grain range. And then you can go all the way up to there's individuals that will shoot up to a thousand grain arrow. So twice as heavy as what what for many people would be considered a quite heavy arrow. Now the idea is with that heavier arrow, it's going to be slower, but it is going to carry that weight and momentum forward. And that momentum is what's going to drive that arrow through any harder material or through that animal. And the idea with that is to give you lots of energy for penetration. And then the other thing that people will talk about quite a bit is the amount of front of center. Now I've talked about this before where I like having a higher front of center because it allows the front of the arrow to drive the arrow forward. So the one analogy I came up with or you know gave an example of is quite similar to if you remember those Nerf footballs that would have like that little tail on the back or the fins on the back. You know, those were much easier to throw than a standard football because you got all that weight in the front of that front of that football and then you have that light tail just to kind of help steer it a little bit i look at foc or the front of center the same way it it allows the front of the arrow to drive it so as long as you have the front of the arrow going where it where it needs you during the shot then it will drive forward and continue to carry the rest of the arrow behind it so the next question comes to generally how much you know how heavy an arrow do you need to be able to kill enamel such as like a white tail now if you're looking at you know there's a couple ways that people look at it one they'll look at the kinetic energy so that's really you know dealing with the weight of the arrow and then the speed of it now basically it takes more consideration of the speed because that part of the speed gets squared now another one another way to look at it is is the number of grains per pound, which I think is a much more accurate way to be able to determine if you're shooting a heavy enough arrow. So what this is looking at, so I'll give an example. So if you have a 500 grain arrow and you're shooting at, and your bow shoots at 70 pounds, then you're gonna end up with 7.1 grains grains per pound. I recently just read an article about you know, the idea of shooting heavier arrows that the National Deer Association um, put out. And the author of this article basically broke it down to kind of give you a rough idea of, depending on what you're shooting for bow poundage, it gives you an idea of what you should be looking for in general about how many grains per pound you should shoot. So I'll, I'm gonna cover that with you right now. So if you have a 70 pound bow, so your draw weighs 70 pounds, 
then you can go with something that is six grains of air weight per pound. So when looking at your total arrow weight, if you end up somewhere around six and you shoot a 70 pound bow, then the idea is that that should have plenty of energy to be able to have good penetration. Now, if you drop down to a 60 pound bow, then that increased the number of grains of arrow weight per pound up to eight. And then if you shoot at a 50 pound draw, then you're looking at more at around the 10 grains per, per pound. Now again, these are just guidelines, but it gives you an idea of something to look for. And again, I like the, the grains per pound way of looking at it because it gives you more of an option to be able to fine tune it and give you a, a rough guideline that's relatively easy to give you an idea of if you're in a ballpark of the correct airway. Now, certainly you can go above that or you can go a little bit below that, though, though you know, that general recommendation there. But that gives you a little bit of an idea of what to kind of expect. So so with all that being said, another episode we can dive into a little bit more in depth about you know making sure that you get that arrow tuned properly where you find that, that arrow that shoots the best out of your bow. That's really what's the most important part of doing this arrow tuning. You know, don't get fixated on the exact arrow weight or, an, or front of center or or a certain particular speed you know there's a lot of playing around or tinkering that you can do that can you know change the details of your arrow setup based on what shoots best out of your bow so again i did a lot of this last year where i had an arrow that that i liked but it seemed like it wasn't shooting as good as I'd like. So I started playing around with, I went with a completely different arrow and I started messing around with adding weight to it, changing out the different fletchings. I would actually take different weights of, of point weights and shooting it without even any fletching on it. So that's considered uh, bear shaft tuning where you take the arrow and just adjust your point weight and depending on the amount of weight, you'll find one that typically will shoot the straightest out of the bow. So once you find a point weight that seems that shoots the best, then, then you can start playing around with the next one is knock tuning. Now that goes again, a little bit more in depth where you actually, especially with these carbon arrows, there's actually a little inconsistency with it on the stiffness as you go around that arrow. It's not perfect. So you can turn your knock and position it on your arrow to where it bends the arrow just right that comes out of your bow the best. And you'll find there's a sweet spot with that as well. And then I even took it to the next step where I actually took several arrows and fletched them with different types of vein configurations. So I'd had, you know, the standard, what you'd see quite often uh, if you go into an archery shop, a blazer vein, short and length vein that's quite tall and i'm and then i changed it out for a shorter you know low profile vein three fletch so i had three of those fletchies on the back as well as i changed out with four and i found the the combination that was able to both shoot my field point or those practice tips as well as a broad head of my choice and what was able to control both of those uh, without having inc any inconsistency to it. 
And then just quite recently, just for this year, I actually just purchased another set of broadheads. So as you start diving into finding these different types of broadheads, you'll find out that there's lots and lots of variations now to style, shape, weight, especially weight. You know, you start seeing more and more manufacturers are now producing very, very heavy broadheads. So typically what you'd see if you went to a retail store or your local bow shop, they'll probably have, you know, some broadheads in the 85, 85 grain range, but most of them will be at either 100 or 125 grains. That's pretty standard for a large majority of broadheads that are available. But now there's other manufacturers that are making broadheads that are, you know, 125, 150, 200, 300, 400. And these are very, very heavy, very, very strong broadheads with lots of metal uh, that gives them that weight. And and you're seeing a lot of that, especially with those guys that are wanting more heavier arrow weight and higher front of center. I just recently purchased some broadheads that are 200 grain and they're a wider cut as well than the ones I had previously. So I've played around with a three blade fixed blade broadhead where it's a single single piece. And I've also tried a two blade and now I've got this other three blade that's much, much heavier. So even with just playing around with it, so I screwed it on my current arrow with the fletchings that worked best for the current setup I had that I shot all last year. And in shooting that arrow with that much larger, bigger profile broadhead, it wasn't landing where the field points where it wasn't landing where my my previous broadheads were landing. Now I know that my bow is still in tune so I know that, that wasn't a factor of it. So it had something to do with the, the profile of that broadhead as well as the weight that was affecting the arrow flight. So I grabbed some, some other fletchings, basically some larger fletchings that I had previously uh, tested with. I glued those on instead of my smaller profile veins, shot it through and it flew right where it's supposed to. It ended up landing right on the mark right where the rest of the broadheads and field points were landing as well. So just that little bit of tinkering, we're adding a different point. I end up having to change the components on the back end to better suit that broadhead to be able to shoot well out of my bow. So basically with the current arrow that I have, I can shoot, I can shoot a three blade 125 grain I can use that with my smaller profile veins on the back and have it shoot well I've got 150 grain two blades so it's just got two two solid blades I can also shoot that through using my smaller profile veins now I've tested with this much larger three blade solid broadhead and with that one, I do have to change out the, the fletchings to a larger profile fletching to help control the back or help control that arrow. So it gives you an example that I have basically three different arrow setups I can shoot. They all have little differences to them, 
But if you to, but if you tinker with it enough and make sure that you're balancing everything out, you can have plenty of options to be able to go through and hunt with. So you're not necessarily limited to exactly one setup for your arrows. You can play around with that a bit. But that's going to be it for this episode. Again, I gave a lot of very basic information and then we start diving into kind of some general next level things to think about or or things to play around with when building your arrow for your bow for for your hunting situations. So again, I will do another episode diving in a little bit more detail about how exactly you go through all of these tuning parts to build the arrow that works best for you and your bow. So with that, as always, get out there, be safe, and have fun. <laughs>